Let's pray. Holy Mother, we ask for an outpouring of your Son's spirit of repentance. Please calm our minds and calm our hearts to know that Jesus loves forgiving our sins. We ask all this through your intercession, O Mother Mary, as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Roots, repent, and healing. Those are the three words that are on my mind. And one word, the reason why the word roots is on my mind is because for the past year and a half that I've been here, I would wake up and look out the kitchen window and I would see a maple tree. But that maple tree was torn down this week. But what remains is the roots. And when we look at our, our spiritual roots, when we look at our lives, we all are we're called trees a few weeks ago in the gospel today, and Jesus said, you judge a tree by its fruit, and if we're not bearing fruit, the gospel tells us to cut it down. But in the gospel, it also says that, you know, we have these, we have these roots, right? And we have to look at what's feeding us and what keeps us grounded when it's, there's so many distractions in our world that seem to pull us away, seem to pull us away from goodness, beauty, and truth. Because all of us, you know, we can say, I have, if I'm a tree, you can see the trunk of the tree and you can see the branches, you can see the leaves. But what we can't see is we can't see the roots. We can't see the roots. And all of us have roots that some of them, they're poisonous. And they lead us to very negative, very sinful habits. And some of us have roots that are just really rich and they really help us bear fruit and make a positive difference in our church and in our community. And we look at roots and we look at what keeps us rooted in the church when our world says just put it to bed. What keeps us rooted in the church is the sacraments. The sacraments keep us rooted in the heart of the church, which is Christ's mystical body. And the one sacrament that I want to talk today that we need to be re-rooted in as a community is a sacrament of confession. Why? Well, because Jesus says that we're called to repent, and there's no better way to repent than to go into confession and have your roots clean or have your roots cleansed in the blood of Jesus. Because all of us, whether we want to admit it or not, some of us, we all have had at a time maybe fear of going to confession or we didn't know why we were supposed to go to confession. But simply we go to confession because we want to be reconciled. We want to actually take the word of God and apply it to our lives, so we go and repent. We say, I'm going the wrong way, Jesus. I'm going to turn around. I have some roots that are poisonous, some roots that are so sinful, and I need to turn them over and pour my heart out to you, Jesus. And no, the priest doesn't forgive your sins. Jesus forgives your sins. And in John chapter 20, Jesus gave us, after the resurrection, he gave us a sacrament of confession. He came into the upper room and he breathed the Holy Spirit upon his apostles and he said, those whose sins you retain are retained and those whose sins you keep are kept, right? So he gave that authority to his priests. And that's Jesus. That's the God of the universe. 
And as we heard in the second reading today, it says, Therefore, whoever thinks he is standing on secure, standing on standing secure, should take care not to fall. Our rock is Jesus Christ. And that rock loves giving us his mercy. If we truly knew Jesus and we trusted the way he set his church up, we wouldn't avoid the sacrament of confession. We'd actually be running towards the sacrament of confession. And I bring that up because this is exactly what I want to encourage us to do this week. I want to encourage you to go to confession. And I want to encourage you to think of the joy it gives Jesus in forgiving you. Stop thinking about ourselves. Maybe look at the joy it gives him in forgiving you and letting him be your savior. Because this week, you've probably seen posters all over the church, but this week on Wednesday evening, Father Ubald is going to come here with our bishop. And we're going to be offering confessions from 4 until 6.15 to cleanse our souls before he comes. And he says, forgiveness is the doorway to healing. Forgiveness is the doorway to healing. And we have such a broken world. We hold grudges against other people. We struggle forgiving ourselves, but our God willingly forgives us in the sacrament of confession. And I just want you to think of maybe a few people in your own life. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's a brother or a sister. Maybe it's a cousin. But who do you need to forgive? Because our world is in need of healing. And this is life-changing healing in the sacraments. Because Father Ubald, he's going to come to us. And if you know about the Rwandan genocide in the 1990s, and if you know your Catholic history, in the 1980s, Our Lady of Cabejo, the Blessed Mother, appeared in Rwanda. And she said, if you don't start repenting, it's going to get really bad. And I don't know if you and I can imagine this, but 10 years later, roughly 10 years later in Rwanda, where Father Ubald is from, who will be here on Wednesday, within 100 days, one million people were massacred. And his people knew that if you strike the shepherd, you scatter the sheep. If you strike the shepherd, you scatter the sheep. So his people hid him and allowed him to go to Lourdes, France. And while he was there, he prayed for his people. But when he came back, he found 45,000 of his people massacred and killed inside and around his church. And he had to pray for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to teach the people how to forgive each other from the Hutu and the Tutsi tribes. And he taught people. One person talks about with the person sitting next to them, that person killed my father and I forgave them. I mean, I don't know about you, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to do that. Only with the, the sacramental power of confession, that sacramental mercy, are we able to do that. Now, and maybe you're thinking, I just want you to think, like, if someone killed one of your loved ones, would you be able to forgive them? It blows my mind that we avoid this beautiful sacrament. And this is a sacrament that healed and has set Africa, especially Rwanda, on a path of healing. 100 days, 1 million people killed. And through that, he was given, Father Ubal has been given this gift of healing, and he wants to teach us about that gift of healing. And it might seem a little bit strange to you, but 
it seems a little bit strange to me that we have to have somebody come from Africa to encourage us in Anago, Wisconsin, to forgive. To let go and let God. To get our butts in the sacrament of confession, to get our butts in the confessional, and to look at the bigger picture. Because even Jesus says to to his people today, you have to repent. You have to turn away. He said, or you're going to perish as they did. Jesus is here. Jesus is now. And he's looking at your heart and my heart. And when he looks at the roots that are going into our hearts, would he find roots that are just covered in his own blood, that are full of mercy so you give mercy to others? And this isn't some pie-in-the-sky theology. This is why Jesus was nailed to that cross to set us free so we can love freely. And we have this opportunity coming. Roots, repent, and healing. The sacrament of confession is a sacrament of healing. And I just want to talk about for a second how to go to confession because maybe it's been a while for you and you're thinking okay, maybe I do need to go, or maybe it's time to really repent, maybe it's time to take up that cross and bring it into confession and let the Lord forgive me. But maybe I don't know how to go. You go to confession, primarily, the first thing you're called to do is you're called to do an examination of conscience. There's different examinations of consciousness, of grave sin, of what we call mortal sin, those things that separate us from Jesus. It's grave matter, think Ten Commandments. I freely choose it, and I do it anyway, right? I have those three things, and I've, I've broken a, a commandment, or I've broken the golden rule, or I keep putting things in front of Jesus. And then we're called just to say, bless me, Father, in the confessional. Bless me, Father, it's been 10 years. Bless me, Father, it's been 45 years. Bless me, Father, I don't remember the last time I went to confession. And we're just called to pour out our hearts and just knowing that Jesus loves giving you his mercy. And it's also important to be specific. Because in the catechism of the Catholic Church, it says it's like going to a doctor, confession's like going to a doctor, and you have to tell them, how did you get sick or how did you hurt yourself? Because the sacrament of confession is a sacrament of healing. And maybe it it might take a few confessions, but the Lord wants to lift that weight off your shoulder. He wants to lift, lift that weight off your chest. Anything that's holding you down, he wants you to be free and then the, the priest will give you a penance, and that penance will hopefully help you continually repent and move towards the Lord instead of away from him. To move towards the Lord instead of away from him. Because he get, forgives you, and then he calls you to repent. And then that part of repentance, and when we go to confession, is to take time to forgive myself for what I did, and to take time to forgive others and let them go. Because if Jesus forgives you, you must forgive yourself and you must forgive others. Because if Jesus, Jesus forgives you, you must forgive yourself and forgive others. And that freedom of letting those chains go, of letting those bonds go, of not allowing anybody to have power over you except for the power of the blood of Jesus is a gift that we're going to have brought here in a special way on the 27th. Maybe it's not odd to you, or maybe it's providence, not sure. But our Lord is bringing a priest from Rwanda here. And I want to encourage you to think of people you know who are broken, because people are going to have miraculous healings at this event. 
We're going to have confession again 4 to 6.15 to cleanse our souls. We'll have Mass at 6.30, then we'll have Adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, and then Father Ubald will pray over our community. And people are going to come with cancer, and they're going to leave without cancer. People are going to come here with grudges they held up against other people, and they're going to leave without those grudges. People are going to come here with, you name it, whatever sickness, anxiety, depression, and they're going to leave without it. And who doesn't need more light? Who doesn't need more hope? Who doesn't need the mercy of God? Because we have to know that we're called to stand on secure ground. We're called to stand on that rock of Christ. And we need to re-solidify our relationship with Jesus and just keep turning towards him and not towards our sins. Roots, repent, and healing. We have a life-changing opportunity at our fingertips. And the Lord loves you too much to leave you where you are. And he wants to encourage you to come towards him, especially in this Mass, to come towards him, especially in the Sacrament of Confession. And just let it all out. Just pour out your heart. Whatever shame, whatever guilt, whatever you have done that you think is too nasty for him to forgive, and he's going to tell you, I forgive you. And I set you free. And this is the gift that's going to be coming to our community. So I just want to encourage you just to think of your loved ones, think of people that you know might be struggling, and just encourage them to come. Because if we're not aware that our world is broken, if we're not aware that our world is hurting, I don't know what planet you live on right now. But our Lord loves us too much to leave us where we are. But the good news is, as I look out that window and I see, I see where that tree was, the Lord can uproot that and he can plant something new and beautiful. So it may give shade to others who are being scorched in the sun. So I just want to encourage you to invite others. I want to encourage you to come and have a life-changing week. Just as life-changing as it is if you know what's about to happen on this altar where bread and wine are going to be changed into the body and blood of Jesus, and he's going to replace your heart with his. Let's take a moment of silence just to call to mind that beautiful reality that our Lord loves us so much that his Father would trade his Son for ours.